Episode of Hitting Paydirt by Impact Sports. This is episode 31, and I'm Alex Beaudry. Fellas, it's our first menage a trois, our first three-person podcast. I got Mike Corwin with me. How you doing, Mike? Good, good. Thanks for having me, Alex. And back for a second time, the founder of the Meat Locker segment, Mr. Meat Stick. How you doing, Brian Klemecki? Uh, taking it one day at a time, living the dream, my man. How are you? Living the dream. We talked about that in the last podcast. It's every corporate bro's dream. Um, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. So uh, we figured we'd get the whole group together and talk a little bit free agency. Uh, the free agency period is set to open up two weeks from today. So uh, the legal tamp- tampering period will begin two days before that. So March 14th. Um, it's always interesting. You know, you're not supposed to be able to talk to free agents until March 14th. Yet as soon as March 14th, like that, the second goes by, you'll see deals start to go on the bottom of ESPN. So it's, you can't tell me these guys haven't been talking for a few weeks as they iron out the details, but the, uh, the legal tampering period will begin on March 14th and then, uh, players can be signed March 16th at 4 PM. So we're two weeks away. So we'll try and uh, hit every position group on the docket for today. We got quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. So, um, We'll start with the money position. We'll start at the quarterback. Does that sound good, guys? For me? Okay. <clears throat> so <clears throat> for quarterbacks, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty dismal group, if I'm being honest. So here's the list of free agent quarterbacks. You got Fitzmagic, which I don't know if he announced retirement or not, but he's 39 years old and coming off a brutal injury. Um in in the NFL is is like the new thirty. Yeah. Did you guys know he went to Harvard? Yeah, he's got like the highest running look score ever. It's it's a it's a running joke. Really? On, uh, <laughs> our still sports. Like every interview he ever does, people like ask him about Harvard. Apparently, you know, not too many people expect Harvard quarterbacks <laughs> to make it in the NFL. So you got Fitzmagic, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, Tyrod Taylor. Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis. Teddy Bridgewater, and Mitch Trubisky. I'm not gonna lie; it's a pretty most of low, low average group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So of that list, of that list, who's got the best chance of starting in the NFL next year? Jameis. Coming J- off an yeah. AC, coming off an ACL. Jamo, definitely. Yes. I mean, he's showing he can throw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. I mean, that might come with 30 picks, but at least, you know, he has the arm strength and the wherewithal to at least move the ball up and down the field. But, um, I mean, I'm not banking on Ryan Fitzpatrick for 17 games or Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is a nice, like, placeholder for three or four games, but I wouldn't bank on him if I'm actually trying to win football games for an entire year. So I'm going to throw a wild card at you guys. I'm gonna go We're Mitch Trubisky. That was that was my other guy. That was my wild card. I think Mitch is kind of nice. I mean, he's he's I, not bad. I think he got a bad rap in Chicago. I mean, definitely. he's 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 not gonna be a Pro Bowler or anything, but he got to sit for a year behind Josh Allen, and I think he can win you eight nine games in the right system. Um, 
the the new or the not the new the general manager of Buffalo basically already admitted they're not going to be able to keep him. He's gonna he's getting looks already. And the you know, Giants. Think, yeah, the Giants, Carolina, maybe yeah, Denver. Brian Dable. Brian yeah. Dable. Yep. So some people with some familiarity. Um where did uh Ryan Pace and uh where'd Ryan Pace end up? Atlanta. He's like a senior consultant or something with the Falcons. The Falcons you might think pick he him wants up. to roll the dice again after he just got run out of town because of Mr. Trubisky? <clears throat> I mean, they have a huge decision on what they're going to do with Matt Ryan because he's got like a $45 million cap hit this year. And most of that's going to stick with them no matter what they do. But it might be time for the Atlanta Falcons to move on from Matt Ryan. And you could probably get Mitch Trubisky pretty cheap. Oh, definitely. But I think you kind of stuck with Matt, Matty Ice. I mean, you you had a chance to move on with Justin Fields at fourth overall in the past, and you took a tight end. So I think they kind of are okay with making it like lying in the bed that they made. Yeah, I, I think they draft somebody this year too. They have to. Oh, you for could, sure. Yeah. You could probably get one of those top five quarterbacks in the second round because I, I don't think teams are in love with this quarterback group. So you could probably get a quote-unquote top guy from this class in the second round. But, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think Atlanta makes a ton of sense only because an up-and-coming tight end. I know, Meat Locker, you were hot on Atlanta's. Oh, at the top is going to be the truth. But uh, am I taking a tight end top five? Positional value? No. If I can have a franchise quarterback, it just – I mean, some of these teams, you know, I don't know. What, you can have watch. a franchise quarterback and pass on a tight end. Watch uh, Kyle Pitts and his team – his represent representative team to start pushing the Falcons to line them out, line them outside. Uh, because otherwise there's a franchise tag coming in his direction when he's done with his rookie deal. And the same thing that Jimmy Graham went through that could cost him $10 million or more, depending on where the market for tight ends goes. So um, four years to think about that. I can guarantee you they're thinking about it right now because it's going to depend on where Probably, he lines, yeah. <clears throat> where he lines up over the course of this contract. Is it outside? Yeah. Is it on the line? Um, yeah, they're thinking about that already. I mean, yeah. they're thinking about that. Um, That's a good point. Even a couple. Um, Jimmy Graham, when he was re-signing a contract, wasn't there discussion about, well, he's used as a tight end, but had receiver skill. Yep. Yep, and this, uh, the Saints, right, tagged him. Saints, yeah. <clears throat> as tagged a tight end. He, he took that to arbitration and he lost his case. Um, they said, no, you, because I think he lined up more times in the three-point stance on the line so i guarantee you kyle pitts and his team are thinking about that yeah so i I like i like trubisky to land somewhere and probably start um maybe a placeholder for you know a rookie you gonna stand on that one you think mitch is starting week one yeah i do i I, I mean james is uh probably the easy pick his knee though he hurt it when did he hurt it? October? I think pretty early. Uh, yeah, it was like yeah, it was like week three, four, five, somewhere there. Yeah. Yeah. Um he's running on that space treadmill. Did you guys see that on Twitter? Yeah. So I mean I his hit... game's not athleticism. It's just he's more of a pocket passer. So I mean, I don't I don't think it'll affect him as much as like, you know, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray's tight player. So Jameis looked great. Really add something like yeah, Jameis looked really good this past in the right system, right? Like you know what you're gonna get from 
some big games. He beat like a Tampa Bay Tom Brady led team this year. He and that beat was Aaron like, Rodgers and the Packers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so so the potential's there, right? Like the ceiling is there for Jameis Winston, but like there are games where he's gonna throw four picks and he's gonna lose you a game. Yeah, he's gonna win you losing games. I think I got Jameis coming in like a one year prove it deal. Because, I mean, you can't really, you know, give him three years, you know, $100 million and just pray. So I think it's more of like a one-year prove-it deal for Jameis. And my my fits for Jameis, I think, would probably be Indy. He's probably my number one. And then Pittsburgh is probably my number two. If Pittsburgh can just get like a competent, like, signal caller and get it to Deontay and Claypool and those boys and Najee and that defense, you could see Pittsburgh, you know, be in the playoffs again next year and actually compete. I would say the exact same thing for Mitch Trubisky for both of those teams. <clears throat> the benefit of both of those teams is they don't rely on the pass. Like Indy is a perfect spot for really any of these guys. I mean, not that, you know, I think Indy would probably stay with Carson Wentz over any of these free agents. At least I, that's what I would do if I was an Indy. But the benefit is you're just going to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor 25 times a game, and then you just got to throw off play action. And I think a guy like Trubisky – or Jameis could benefit greatly from not having to win you games. Just don't lose them, really. Yeah, I think that with Indy though, like whoever quarterback they run with, like number one option this year or one of one priority this year is getting a wide receiver one or wide receiver two to help Michael Pittman Jr. out because they got nothing. T.Y. Hilton's a shell, but I think you know any quarterback that goes there, whether it be like Teddy, Jameis, if they keep Wentz, which I highly doubt. Um, I mean, yeah, weren't they, there discussions you know, about about getting rid of Wentz, but maybe cutting guys with Carson Wentz? They're shopping him, or at least that's what the rumor mills say. So yeah, they're they're looking for his successor, whether that's Jimmy G. I mean, the thing is, you have to upgrade. And I was texting Klemecki on this on the side. He he threw like twenty seven touchdowns and only had like six interceptions this year. Like, yeah, he's not bad. That's serviceable. I don't know if any of these free agents gets you any better than that. The only thing I'd say with Carson is, you know, he throws you 27-6, but he also throws pick sixes on the one-yard line. Like, he just makes boneheaded decisions once a game for you that some of these other game manager quarterbacks might be able to avoid. That's the only thing I could see them upgrading. Yeah, but Jameis is going to do the same thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's going he's gonna to throw a 60-yard touchdown to win you a game, and the very next week he's going to throw like a what-was-that – as your team loses. So, yeah, I think the guys that we were texting about were Jimmy and Teddy. Like, if they could get those, I think they would be upgrades. But other than that, see, and I disagree about Bridgewater. I just, maybe before the leg injury, I just don't think yeah. this, I don't think t- he's not what he was before he hurt himself. Yeah. So, question, so I mean, question to the three of you. Sorry, Brian. Like? <clears throat> what's up? Mitchell Trubisky, Teddy Bridgewater. And Jameis Winston. If you guys had to rank those three players going into 2020, where would they fall? You can go first, Alex. I'll do Trubisky one, Jameis one one A, and and Bridgewater is a distant third place. My Uh, man is disrespecting Teddy Bridgewater. (laughs) Yeah, I, I have no love for. Teddy Bridgewater, unfortunately. That's a suspect list. Meat Locker? Uh, I'm going J-Bo 
a clear-cut number one. Uh, Teddy is distant number two with Mitch kind of on the heels of Teddy. I think Mitch can be serviceable. He had a year to learn with Josh Allen and Brian Dable. I think Mitch's best situation is trying to go compete with Daniel Jones, with Brian Dable in New York to try and win that job. Otherwise, I really don't see him starting this year. I could see Teddy, though, my other destination for Teddy. If I was Washington, just trying to get a game manager there, some other than Taylor Heineke or whatever. So so what – I I love that list. I think my list is very com- – I mean, um, third, Trubisky. Like, I don't know if there are, like, yipes that are going that, – that, like, are still first manifesting all, from – First of all, they're called yips. Get it right. The, <laughs> the yipes Second. or the yips <laughs> – um, I think it's like a, a very real thing about Trubisky's world and Chicago God. fans are difficult, right? So like Trubisky's not going to be in like a Philly. You, yeah. Pittsburgh. Well, the Giants it's, would be worse. Yeah, yeah. New York. I think any East Coast team that really cares about their play. You have one bad game. The difference, in my opinion, between like a Teddy Bridgewater and a J. They'll give you bad games, or they'll have inconsistent games next week, and they'll put four touchdowns in 400 yards. Trubisky doesn't have that like confidence factor for me. That's why he's he's bottom of my list as well with you, mate. The the one thing that I'll say to completely contradict myself is Jameis <laughs> was having a really nice year. So he had the 30 for 30 in Tampa, which we all like to laugh and joke about. But last year with the Saints, he threw 14 touchdowns and three picks before he was hurt. Like, he was on his way to a very nice season um, and probably, you know, would have been in the – he would have, you know, obviously played in the playoffs. The Saints made it anyway. So, um, yeah, I just think – I had to throw Mitch first because I think of the three, he's got the best chance of starting week one. If Jameis is fully healthy, I'd probably be wrong on that. I, I worry about his knee coming off an injury. Um, and finding a new home. So that's that's my logic there. Mm-hmm. I just think with knee injuries nowadays, like modern medicine, like you're back in like eight months. Like, yeah, but look at, Bak- look at Bakhtiari. One, like, Bakhtiari missed an entire year. But he's also like 300 and some pounds. Like, you gotta like that's a lot of stress on that knee. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. You know you have you have these like guys that either don't have that pleasant part of their game or are like more like in shape guys, not in shape, but you know, you know what I mean? Like wide receivers, running backs, guys like more fit that can so bounce you, back real easier. Do you think, so I'm going to throw a couple names at you. Wide receivers, OBJ tore his ACL January or February. I don't think he'll be back till mid season. I mean, yeah, James, James, in February. Jameson Williams. Is he back by the start of camp? I heard reports are he's going to be ready for the first month of the, of the season. So that's his agent talking. You need to take that yeah. with a uh, grain of salt because they don't want his draft stock to slip. Another thing real quick about James, Jameson is, like, I hate when people are like, well, I won't draft him because he's injured for the first three weeks. Well, you're looking at for five years. I don't understand I, that, that mantra there. I hear you. I'm just saying, like, knees, even though medicines come a long way, it's not ACLs are still nine to twelve months, unless you're yeah. a freak like Peterson and you can do it in six. Yeah, uh, I don't think most people are built like Adrian Peterson though. 
All right. Um, let's get back to quarterback talk. I think the – so we went through the free agents. I think the more interesting topic is guys who are still under contract but are awaiting extensions. And I got three names for you guys. We got Lamar. We got Baker. And then we got Kyler Murray, who issued his manifesto on Monday. <laughs> his agent released an extremely long statement about what he is expecting out of the Arizona Cardinals. Do you think any of these guys get an extension before the season? And if so, what do you think the, the value is? And I'll give you guys a little bit of context. So I, I got the top quarterback owners, uh, earners, excuse me, by average annual value, which is kind of a stupid metric, but it's the best we got. So Mahomes is number one at 45 million. Allen at Josh Allen, 43. Prescott at 40. Uh, Deshaun Watson at 39, uh, Russell Wilson at 35, and then Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers at 33 and a half. Do any of these quarterbacks, Lamar, Baker, or Kyler, do any of them overtake Patrick Mahomes as the top earner? Yes. You're going yes, Mike? You got yeah, which one? Yeah, Lamar or Kyler. Oh, we want it's not gonna be Baker. (laughs) Oh, uh, (laughs) I man, that's so tough because the drama in Arizona makes me think that makes me think that, um, right, isn't isn't the guy to give like a long term extension given all the turmoil? Um, but then Lamar's in the same boat, uh. I'll I'll go Lamar only for the sole fact that he's he's been in Baltimore for a little bit longer. I think he's the right fit and they've schemed an entire playbook around Lamar's luck. Mike, I got a stat here for you. Or a little yeah. tidbit. So Spotrack uh posted on Twitter the other day. Uh current calculated market values for quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, they project for five years two hundred and fifteen million. Kyler, six years two hundred and fifty eight million. And then for reference, Aaron Rodgers, three for 140. Where are you with those numbers? I think um, I think Rodgers is spot on. And um, the problem that the Packers are going to have is they're going to have to guarantee almost all of that. If, the, if, the, if, it's, if it's the Packers, maybe it's Denver, maybe it's somewhere else, it's Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah, Rodgers is going to be, he, he wants to overtake Mahomes. So, and to do that, where he's at is in his career, it's going to take you to almost fully guarantee all of that, a la Kirk Cousins. Um, so I agree with that. Kyler, I think, of these three, has the best opportunity to potentially overtake Mahomes. He's been to two Pro Bowls, and we can you know bicker about whether Pro Bowls are relevant or not. They're relevant for his rookie contract, and he's been to two Pro Bowls in his first three years, which is damn good. Not too many other quarterbacks have done that. Um so I think he's got the best shot. Lamar, his problem is he's he's like a hybrid. He's like a not as good of passer as Michael Vick, but as athletic. Is he uh, running back? I think so. <laughs> I mean, well, Paul I mean, he, would he, agree with you. <laughs> yeah, the, and the other problem with Lamar is he he doesn't have an agent for a lot of different reasons, and his mom's his agent. He, well, right, she's his, her his advisor. <laughs> And not yeah. that 
I mean, there's other players who have signed big contracts without agents, Richard Sherman, um, some others. The problem, though, when you're the quarterback is that that negotiation with Baltimore is probably extremely touchy because there's, no media- there's no mediator. There's no agent to kind of filter the message. So now if you're Baltimore and you're going to sit down with Lamar and you want to pay him $30 million or $35 million, which is probably where he should be, but he wants 45. That's, I think, a, a difficult discussion. And when you start to list all the reasons why he shouldn't be the top earner, that can be, those can be a touchy conversations. I mean, 30 million is real low and pretty much a slap in the face, don't you think, though? Like, hey, you were your MVP, you've been in the playoffs X many times, but we're going to pay you like Ryan Tannehill. If, like, if, if you paid him 35 million, he would be top five earner in the, as a quarterback. Yeah, but that's going to depreciate over the next three or four years once guys start getting contracts. So you got to be top of the line or nothing. Now, then I, if I was general manager, it would be nothing. So, then you're looking at Tyler Huntley. So, I mean, it's a catch-22. You want to pay your quarterback or you want to pay your team? It's always the questions of the offseason. So, I mean – Baltimore, they built their entire offense around Lamar Jackson, so you kind of dug yourself your own grave. I think you have to pay him. Um, I, I, my, my question coming into this podcast was going to be, why haven't they paid him yet? Seeing as how he's produced, he's got an MVP on his mantle. Um, he's there, you know, QB1, and fans love him. He's, you know, he's everything for Baltimore, and they are just kind of in limbo with him walking into I mean, the fifth year. Yeah, he, he is their entire offense. Exactly. So he definitely has that going for him. The problem is, since his um, MVP season in 2019, he's actually gone backwards. Oh, I agree with you. But, I mean, you can't not pay the man or else you're starting from square one again. I mean, he threw for 2,800 yards, 16 touchdowns, and 13 picks last year. Yeah. Did he make the Pro Bowl with Josh Allen? He did, but he also, I mean, I think that was one, we can again, argue about Pro Bowl's relevancies. Um, but I think the bigger reason he wanted, didn't he rush for yeah. almost 800, 800 yards? yards? Yeah. 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 That's his game. But I mean, still, yikes. I, I, mean, I wouldn't want to be um, Eric DeCosta right now. That's for sure. No. So, so who, who's going to have the bigger contract? Lamar or Kyler? I'm going Kyler. I agree. I, I, I would say Kyler's probably – I would say he's probably going to get in that 40 to 45 range. I don't know if he's going to top Mahomes because Mahomes signed, what, 10 years for half a billion? Like, it, I can't imagine being that agent and having the balls to go to, you know, management and saying, yep, I want half a billion or I'm walking. Like, you haven't produced – you don't have a Super Bowl ring. You know, you're not Mahomes yet. Um, Mahomes set the bar. He set it so far ahead of everyone else. You know, you can't just get there in one offseason. You know what's crazy, though? And so, uh, ba- or, Jesus, uh, Patrick Mahomes is going into his third year of his deal. Yeah. Um, Like, in two more years, that deal's going to look bad. Yeah. Like, as an agent, I would never recommend a client sign a 10-year contract, especially at the quarterback position. Um, because that, that market, look at how much that market's exploded 
I mean, when Aaron Rodgers extended, was it two years ago now? Like 33 and a half was the highest paid quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now he's not even in the top five, and you got guys like Jared Goff with him. Like yeah. that market explodes so quickly. That position's so important. You should really, as a quarterback, only be signing three or four year deals and just keep re upping that. That's what I'm saying. Like Lamar, if you up from 30 million, you know, in three years, you're looking at like peanuts for $30 million for a quarterback. So, I mean, I agree with you. Um, but when Pat Mahomes signed that contract, I think when it came out, the numbers initially shocked people, like half a billion dollars, that's crazy. But all the national, like, talking heads were like, you know, in five years, this is going to look pretty nice for the Chiefs. So, I mean, it's got kind of a win-win for both parties there. Well, and that deal is extremely friendly to the Chiefs the last two years. I think in, like, cash, if you just look at cash, I think over the last two years, Mahomes has gotten, like, $15 million a year. Wow. That's, like that's that, nice. Yeah, that's and that's why they've been relevant. Now, as he gets into the later years, he's going to be owed those huge base salaries, and quite frankly, he's worth every penny. Um, and he's got some like huge roster bonuses and things that'll be coming his way. So, like, he's going to make that money. It's just the Chiefs did it in such a way. It was like when they re-signed Kelsey. Like Kelsey got a really big deal, but for the first couple of years, it was extremely team friendly. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where those where those contracts go. Baker, yeah, you gotta wait for the. Oh, one more thing is like when these guys sign their deals in like two, three years from now, you've got the mega deals of Burrow and Herbert coming. So you got to keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. Those would be mega deals. That's a really good point. Well, but those guys, in my opinion, deserve it. Like, I I mean, both of those guys will probably reset the quarterback market. I just, Lamar is a. I think all the guys we're talking about are deserving of getting the 40 billion. Price tag. I mean, they're all franchise guys minus Baker Mayfield. So that's where I was going to go next. I'll go ahead, Mike. I I was going to agree. I think all of them have proven franchise quarterbacks, or at least worthy of starting for a franchise and building around them. Um, but all have question marks, right? Alex, like you said, in a competitive market, you pay a guy that maybe there's some question marks around him, but at that at that position that's that's the luxury of playing quarterback you're the latest guy up the most recent guy up to re-sign a contract dealing the guy right before you you're the trailblazer the other thing i want to mention too is you don't want to be jerry jones and be in a dak prescott situation where you're just in you're in a foxhole and uh you just give up four for 160 to dak so now all these guys are like well i'm better than dak i should get more than 40 i should get you know do you think Five all these guys are? Do you think all these guys are better than Dak? We got Kyler, Kyler, Lamar. Good I'd question. Say both of them are better than Dak. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can debate skill sets, but if you put like Lamar Jackson on the Cowboys, do you think they want a playoff game? I'm going yes. I'm going no. You don't think they beat San Fran with Lamar over Dak? Yeah, a healthy Lamar. No. No. Wow. So I think Dak you... Prescott's. I think Dak Prescott's better than any of these three quarterbacks. Uh, Kyler, um, Lamar, Lamar and, who? Baker. And, and Baker. Oh yeah, Baker. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're just mentioning Baker because he's here. But I mean, hang on, he might we... be a backup. Pull the clipboard somewhere soon. Did I just hear Dak Prescott is better than all three? Lamar Jackson. 
and yeah, I mean, he's better than Baker, of course. That's but, a hot but, take right there. Yeah. 40, 4,500 yards and 37 touchdowns. That that was Dak Prescott's 2021. Mm-hmm. 2019, 2020, he was hurt. 2019. Lamar's got an MVP, touchdowns. man. I mean, I don't like Lamar. I'm not a, a Lamar, Lamar fan, had an, but Lamar had an MVP. Lamar, and Lamar, Lamar had a season that I don't think any quarterback will ever replicate in 2019. I mean, he threw for 36 touchdowns. He ran for 1,200 yards. Like, yes, if he can reproduce those numbers, he then he's deserving of every penny that he can get. The problem is the last two years he's gone backwards, both years. And last year, if, if I'm a general manager, I can't justify paying someone $40 million plus to throw for 16 touchdowns and 13 picks. I, I agree with, those, with with you on that. Like, I'm not a Lamar fan. I, I hate his skill set. I am more of a pocket passer type guy. But, I mean, if you're looking at and, two guys you could have on your team, Lamar Dak, for a playoff game, I mean, pick a Lamar. You got to pay Lamar. Lamar. You got to pay him $40 million market value. You can't, you know, $30 million, take it or leave it, go test the market because someone will pay him on the market. I, I mean, so, don't get me wrong. Lamar is going to get paid. I'm not, that's not what I'm arguing. I'm just saying I don't think it should be more than, than Dak Prescott at 40 mil a year. Uh, All right, fair, fair. I mean, even okay. this conversation, right? Like there's no, there's no clear cut answer. Um, Prescott came off of like a bad, and then, right? Like had a great 2021, and that's huge. And I think that, Makes me question whether Lamar would be the guy or not, Alex. So it's there's there's not a here. Um, just so the, go ahead. You guys, um, speaking of Dak Prescott, I could see both Baltimore and Arizona. Though Arizona is another year away from having to have this discussion, I could see Baltimore tagging Lamar next year. So he's got his fifth year option this year. It's going to be like eighteen to twenty million. He's still going to be a great value to the, to the franchise. If they can't work something out, I could totally see Baltimore tagging him, which means he's going to get, God, by the time next year rolls around, he'll probably like be getting over 40. It'll be close 40. to 40, especially yeah. if Rogers signs a new deal. Um, you know, who knows what will happen with Russell Wilson. Um, but yeah, it'll be close to $40 million as some of these, but I could see him tagging him for a year and saying, okay, we're going to pay you, but you got to prove it now. And then if he has a good year, um, you sign to that extension. That's what the Cowboys did with Dak. I know, but do you get the business of tagging your your franchise quarterback? You go on the Kirk Cousins route, the Dak Prescott route, then you look up in two years after two franchise tags, and you're looking at, well, shucks, uh, it's going to be about 45, 50 million now, or he's going to leave. But otherwise, the franchise tag is going to be so outrageous, we can't do anything, so we have no leverage. Um, potentially. Potentially. That's the that's the gamble you play. You you gamble pissing him off so bad that he just doesn't want to come back. Because mm-hmm. um, a, a double tag is not feasible. Exactly. I mean, it would be it would be one hundred twenty percent of the previous year's salary. So if we're looking at forty million, God, math is hard. But that's going to be like it's our eight 40, million. So we're at forty eight million. Forty eight million. Yeah. Fully yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. So um, I mean. You're looking at that, and so I, I feel like once you decide to franchise a guy, you lose your leverage as in the quarterback market. So I would well, avoid that out cost. That's like the nuclear option to me. The benefit of doing it is you're you're not tied to him long term. 
which if you don't believe he's the guy, it's a Band-Aid, right? Now, I think you're right about Dallas. Jerry Jones kind of put himself in a corner there. Um, but, you know, that's true of any position, right? You franchise tag a wide receiver. The Packers franchise tag Devontae Adams. He has another 1,500-yard year with 10-plus touchdowns. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to reset the wide receiver market. He probably should anyway this year. But Allen Robinson, who got tagged last year with Chicago, if he would have had 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns again, you know that you take that $20 million tag, you add 10% to it, and that's what the market is for him now. So anytime a team tags a guy, you are setting the market on that player. <clears throat> All right. Um, Baker. He's the one guy we haven't really talked about other than Klemecki saying he's going to hold a clipboard next year, which is a, <laughs> which is a asinine comment. But um, do we think Baker gets extended in Cleveland? <clears throat> I'll let you guys go because you know my stance here. <laughs> I'm going to go 100% yes. Um, say what you want about Baker. He's the best thing that's happened to Cleveland. Now, that's a very low bar. I understand that. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, wow. I mean, we're talking about the Tim Couch Cleveland Browns here, but Tim Couch is listening somewhere going, like, what did I do, man? <laughs> catching <laughs> strays. <laughs> Tim Couch catching strays from Athens. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Um, but Baker, I mean, he's again serviceable. Um, you know, is he great? Probably not. I, I do have I a said, couple do questions. Not, do not link the term great and Baker Mayfield together. <laughs> no, but in all four years so far, he's thrown for over 3,000 yards with, um, a torn, tw- with a torn labrum this past yeah, year. Yeah, and it. And in 2020, he threw for 26 touchdowns and eight picks. That was very clearly his best year. I mean, there's, you want to hear my lot... argument here? <laughs> Before you go, I think there's a lot worse than Baker Mayfield out in this league. And mm-hmm. if you don't re-sign him, he will play somewhere. I mean, God, if you have Sam Darnold getting traded and starting day one, Baker Mayfield will find a home. Um, I, I think... Cleveland should re-sign him. I'm going to go my same range. 30 to 35 million is probably a fair price for a, how many years? Probably you know, I would do like 3 for 90. Oh, that's fair. That's like Kirk Cousins. That's fair. Yeah. That's a good deal. And, you know, guarantee probably in that 50 to 60 million range and yeah. Go go from there. Um I mean I, I I do like two and then like maybe have like a like that last that third year, hopefully I can get out of it if I need to. But yeah, I think three for ninety is about right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you do three for ninety, that gives you Baker for four more years because he's got his fifth year option this year. You just add on the back of it. You give it another year or two, and if it doesn't work, you start drafting and you, you move on from him. There will be a market for him if you want to trade him. I mean, there's, there are teams desperate enough that will take a guy like Baker Mayfield um, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Baker Baker is startable. Uh, me saying he's going to be holding a clipboard, I mean, that's a bit harsh. But, I mean, we were one more year away from him having one more bad season like he just had. If he could be holding a clipboard in, like, 2024, 2025. Like, that's the only thing that scares me is I would let him play out his option. He's a guy that I would like franchise tag and band aid over and I wouldn't commit long term necessarily. But then, 
But then again, like we just talked about, if you tag them, you're going to pay Baker Mayfield 40 million plus for a year. For one year. I mean, you're paying them 30 million, what's the other 10, just to not have to be tied to them for three, four years. You know what I mean? So that's the right, one let, guy I could see getting the tag. Let me, let me ask you guys this. I'm going to give you four names. I uh, can't wait. So Baker, Jameis, Bridgewater, or Trubisky? Is Baker better than what well, you guys had Jameis? Yes. Yeah, he's better than Jameis, right? Yes. So for that reason and that reason alone, Cleveland needs to extend him. Quarter, uh, quarterbacks don't hit the free agent market ever. Good ones get locked down. You're going to have these journeymen that are free agents every year. If you don't pick up Baker, you need to draft. This is not the year to draft. No, but and, they got a, they got him for one more year, right? Uh, two more years, actually. So, I mean, they don't have to draft this draft. One yeah. more year. He's going into one his fifth-year option this year. Him and Lamar both are going into their last oh, year. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. <clears throat> I, so, I think the next the, – They simple. Right? Like, it's – you, you re-sign Baker, whether it's a tag – it's a long, longer term. Um, it's it's just the details about numbers that that I think you, because Baker's camp is going to want is going to want him to get paid, right? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. But is he? But, and go ahead. That the question remains: like, is is he worth top dollar? And I think it just comes back to the market. You you pay the up. And it makes me think that Baker might get more than three for 90, like you were talking about, Alex. Potentially. I mean, I think another way that Cleveland could handle it is something similar to what Klemecki said, where you do two for 60, two for 65, if you want to overpay a little bit, but pay for a shorter contract, you know, fully guarantee it or, you know, 90% of it fully guaranteed. And then you're shortening that window. You know, then you you'd have him for three more seasons, his fifth year plus a two year extension, maybe something like that, kind of a prove it deal. Um, I like that. Um, it, or it, yeah, I, I the team would like it, but does Baker like it? Probably not. No. I mean, the other no. the other argument against Baker Mayfield is just go ask Odell Beckham how he feels about Baker well, Mayfield and, and all those TikToks and viral videos that are out there that Odell's open by fifteen yards and Baker's just throwing the ball in the dirt or getting sacked or don't check him down. I mean, well, there's and, a lot of evidence against Baker right now. It's not looking good for him. And now apparently Jarvis Landry wants out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he still so, has another, he's got another year on his deal where he's going to, and he's going to get paid pretty decent. I think he's got like a $15 million deal this year. So the fact that you have a wide receiver who's making decent wide receiver number who wants out. Yeah. Well, they're they traded some... away his best friend and they cut his best friend. So yeah, he's, he's like, I'm not sitting here with Baker. There are some there are some question marks from that standpoint. All so right. so if you're <laughs> Cleveland, uh, before Cleveland, and you have a decision, but Mayfield and maybe some of the veterans are going to be available. Whether that's trade or otherwise, Russell Wilson comes to mind. I doubt Rusty wants anything to do with Cleveland, but he's not waving his no trade clause to go to Cleveland. <laughs> You have to shoot your shot if you're Cleveland, right? I mean, you got to shoot the moon. Um, for me, that I think is really intriguing, Deshaun Watson. If if every 
and comes out squeaky clean, which that's a huge if. But if things come out squeaky clean, do you trade Baker Mayfield to Houston for Deshaun Watson? Like I think. Firsts? I think yeah. Well, but again, if you yeah. get your franchise guy, um, I think the Deshaun Watson case should be in every college ethics course on what's winning worth. I mean, he said twenty plus women come forward and accuse him of sexual misconduct. Uh, the PR hit age. is going to be a nightmare, but that's going to blow over in like three months. And if he's winning, if he wins you twelve games a year, it really goes away quick. Does anyone talk about Kareem Hunt anymore? No. Thank, thank does you. Anyone care about Kareem Hunt situation? Tyreek no. Hill. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I bet you a lot of NFL fans don't even know about Tyreek Hill's incident. So, I mean, winning solves a lot of issues, and it'll be a nightmare for the first month or so, and then, oh hey, Deshaun won. You know. 35 14 next game if i'm a franchise who's interested in deshaun watson you make that trade now deal with deal with the pr nightmare now so that by the time september rolls around it's almost it's sad to say this old news Mm -hmm. um i do it before the draft you get the draft cycle news in there while you just sneak that in the problem with doing it now though is his legal troubles are still ongoing. His civil case is still mm-hmm. in the... No, that's true. That's the only problem. You don't know how this is going to end. And shame on the NFL for not stepping in, too. I mean, I don't know what they're waiting for. They've interviewed all of the victims. They've they've interviewed Deshaun. Like, what are they, what are they waiting for? Yeah. I, I don't... It puts the Texans in a bad spot. It puts the rest of the NFL in a bad spot. It puts Deshaun in a bad spot. You know, if he's innocent... You know, we don't really know what happened. So uh, it's kind of a mess. I I don't think Deshaun's going anywhere, at least until you this. You think Russ civil is going anywhere? You think Russ, I, 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 I do think, is on the move. He, he's the like the only with, guy I think will get traded, are the big, the big top guys, the elite guys. I do think Russell's will go. I think he's either in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia. I think he's moving to Pennsylvania. I got a scenario okay. for you. I think I texted you the scenario. All right. Rust to the Colts. To the Colts? To the Colts. Would you give up Quentin Nelson, your 2022 second, and your 2023 first and second, and throw in Wentz if they need a quarterback? So I don't think they give up Quentin Nelson. Well, I mean, that's, that's their blue chip guy, though, so I would throw him in if I had to. If you're going to throw in like a blue chip guy, I would rather throw in like a Darius Leonard. You just signed for like a hundred million. I'm not going to bring in Russell Wilson and then give away our best offensive lineman. I know, but you don't want to sign Russell Wilson and then give away your defense. Like you still have offensive linemen. You still have Ryan Kelly, you have Braden Smith. Like you got guys like, yeah, Quinn Nelson hurts, but I mean, that offensive line without Quentin Nelson is still better than anything Seattle's ever put in front of Russell Wilson in his, in the last decade. So, and then you give him that defense, a dome, um, better, I would say probably a better coaching staff in Indy. A weak um, division. A weak division. Yeah. Well, you got Jacksonville twice a year and Houston twice a year. Like, I mean, you're looking at minimum wild card every year. I mean, Carson Wentz almost went to the wild card with Jackson or with uh, Indy. They just had to be Jacksonville and he definitely failed. But, I mean, 
What's... If you get Russ and then like um, I was gonna save it for the wide receiver segment, but if you could like get like a Mike Williams or a Michael Gallup or like a, even like like a Chris Godwin in free agency to pair with Russ because they got lots of cap room. Like, I mean, I that's that's the one thing that I would try to do if I was Indy is get Russ. Yeah, all, all good points. Um, I'm sure they're making some calls to John Schneider. Um, I think Philadelphia will land one of these quarterbacks just because of their draft capital this year. You know, if they give up two firsts this year and a first next year, they still have a first-round pick this year. Um, Russell Wilson has said he's wanted to play um, in a bigger market. Philadelphia is obviously big. Uh, they're in a bad division. You just have to compete with the Cowboys, and they were already a 9- or 10-win team with Jalen Hurts. Um, which Jalen Hurts, if Philadelphia does bring in Russell Wilson, I think there's a huge market for Jalen Hurts because, again, he's a starting-level quarterback. We can argue about where he fits in that, but he's top 32, mm-hmm. and he's che- and he's cheap. He's making like 600, 700 grand. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculously how low his – Yeah, he's a second-round pick. He's super cheap. Yeah. With with potential, so they're right with potential. Yep. Um, now in a couple of years, he's going to get more expensive if he continues to start. So, um, okay, There's... one more thing on quarterbacks, and then I do want to move on because uh, we got running backs and wide receivers to cover yet. Um, do you guys believe Something... Brian Gutekunst saying that they have not received an Aaron Rodgers trade offer? I find that no. extremely hard to believe. <laughs> No, that's you're telling me the phone hasn't rung once. You know, someone sure. hasn't called and tested the market and said, Hey, you know, what do you think about four first round picks or three I'm sure first Nathaniel round Hackett picks? dropped a letter in his mailbox as he walked out the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Very and then, and then when he and then hey, when he brought call in, me, whatever yeah, you want, he, and then he brought in <laughs> whatever you want, and then uh, and then when you know the quarterback's coach went over as well, you, you don't think on his way out we'll he didn't to. stop by the office and say, Hey. You know, what are you guys thinking about X, Y, and Z? I, I find it really hard to believe that his phone hasn't rung once. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 GM speak. He, he's obviously lying. <laughs> uh, I thought that was funny. It yeah. must be the Panchakarma retreat coming out and, like, because uh, there's there's no way Green Bay isn't, isn't interest for Aaron Rodgers amidst everything that's going on. Um, 1,000. So there was a 0% chance we were getting through this podcast without you mentioning Panchakarma. <laughs> Am I becoming predictable? <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, 100%. Um, um, yeah, that, yeah, there's no way. Um, okay. Yeah, no. We can. Okay. I'm crunching. Let's, let's. Let's let's move on. Well, Mike, you're the only one that has a real job here. You yeah. Know, well, I, so I'm, I'm, we're I'm on your schedule pinged. here. So if, yeah. I'm getting pinged on. I like I'm 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 mini taking a step back, but 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 we're good. Okay. One thing. Um, before, can I can I bring up one thing about Russell Wilson? Yeah. He posted a video with yesterday saying that considering playing for the Commanders. Or playing on the East Coast, smoke Indy. or real story. Indy. Interesting. Well, that would certainly take out Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, Pittsburgh is like weird. It's Western Pennsylvania. Is that the East yeah. Coast? Mm-hmm. It's more towards Ohio. More towards Ohio. So interesting. So if he's not, is he pinging his hopes on Vegas then? Is that his way of saying I want to go to Vegas? Because what are they going to do with Derek Carr? Denver. Denver's yeah, just me, shocking everything around. Me. Just all right. Aaron Rodgers, all right. Next, Russ. Next, Wentz. Next, yep. Like they're just going to keep checking down the list. Next, they're, I think they're. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, it's like I, it's like it's like it's like hitting on girls at the bar. You want to dance? No. Okay. You want to dance? No. Okay. You'll find somebody to dance with. All um, a numbers game. All a numbers game. All right. Interesting. I don't think this will be the last time we'll be talking about quarterbacks because in the next probably month leading up to the draft, there will be. I think this year we'll finally have some movement. Last year it was a big splash. You know, Deshaun wanted out. Rodgers wanted out, Russell apparently wanted out, and none of them moved. I think this will be the year that we actually see some quarterback movement. I think you're All guaranteed right. it with Jimmy and uh, Tom left. Now Jimmy's uh, for sure getting traded. So, I mean, we'll see. For sure. All right, let's move to the running backs. Um, so I got a, another list for you guys here that I'll run through quick. I put their ages on here because I think age for a running back is really important. Um, I think that this free agent class lacks a superstar, but it's got incredible depth. I think if you're a team that needs a running back, you can get a guy for three to $5 million a year who will be serviceable. So here's the list. Melvin Gordon, he's 28. David Johnson, 30. Leonard Fournette, 27. Philip Lindsay, 27. Cordell Patterson, 30. Raheem Mostert, 29. Rashad Penny, 26. Ronald Jones, the second, 24. And James Conner, 26. Like, that's a good list of free agent running backs that you can probably get for three to six million dollars a year. I would agree with that. I think Melvin Gordon's probably at the top of the list for a wish list for teams out there. And then my next guy would probably be Fournette. Yeah, I would. What about James Conner? James Conner, he's more of a plotter to me. So, I mean, he'll get you three yards in a cloud of dust. But, uh, I mean, I, I would probably I do that. like a like a one-year, maybe a two-year deal, like one for four or two for ten, something like that. Like, I'm not going for $5 million for James Conner. And I wrote down James Conner, and my best fits for him would probably be like – uh, I could see like him going to New York to back up Saquon because Saquon, you know, lasts till week five and then he's done. So I could see him going to New York Giants or maybe even Houston because you can get paid in Houston because they need they need bodies. James Conner had 18 touchdowns last year. Oh yeah, you got all the goal line work. Yeah, 15 through the ground and three through the air. Wow. I mean, he. he He's looking three yards in a cloud of dust, though. I'm not paying for 18 touchdowns. That's not that's not going to be, well, he's not going to yeah, uh, that's not a, do that you again. You can't replicate. Not, yeah, you can't replicate exactly. that. It's like when Aaron Jones had 20 touchdowns that one year, and you're like, he's not going to do that again. And then actually he had like eight. Mm-hmm. The other super interesting name on this list is Cordell Patterson. Not from a, he's not going to break the bank, but he did a lot in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of their version of Debo Samuel. Yeah, he beat me to it. That's a great take. Um, 
and he's going to be 31 by the time the season starts, which is getting up there for a guy who's going to get you 15 to 25 touches a game. I think Atlanta just keeps him. I mean, he fought at home there. He's been bouncing around the league forever, so I'm Atlanta. I'm trying to keep him. There's just so many interesting names. We could talk about, I think, Ronald Jones the second. He's only 24. He's a I think he can be an every down back. I mean, if Fournette moves on from Tampa, I think he probably stays put and is serviceable. Yeah, probably RB one there. It's it's going to depend on who their quarterback is. That's going to be a lot of where running back production comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, Raheem Mostert had a great 2020 season before. I think he was spent most of the year on IR last year. Um, Philip Lindsay, I'm kind of eh about. Same with David Johnson. Um, Rashad Penny, another interesting name. 26. Yeah, he's a former first-round pick. He's got some talent, but, again, I mean, I think he's more of a backup than an RB1. Okay, so of the guys we talked about, Connor, Fournette, and Gordon are probably the three big names on this list. Yeah. Who do you got for your franchise? Gordon. You could. Elf Lenny. James Conner. Those are the three. That's your order, you Mike. Oh, you want one definitive answer? No, 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 that's fine. Was that your top three, though? It was. So you had Gordon, Fournette, Connor. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going Fournette first. Yeah, I'm going to go Fournette, Connor, Gordon. Okay. Uh, you think Connor over Gordon? What's Connor's age again? How old is he? He's 26. Like 25, 26? Yeah. Melvin, I mean, Gordon's, age. Melvin Gordon's almost 29. Yeah. He's had a hard time staying healthy. Yeah. Um. Last year he had, so the last two years he had over 900 yards, eight and nine touchdowns respectively. I mean, he's more of a home run hitter. He's going to give you a bigger average. You know, mm-hmm. Meet you got Connor pretty much pegged. He averaged three point seven yards a carry last year. Gordon's four and a half the last two years. Yeah, I just think Connor is reliable, and I think it helps to have a guy who's two hundred twenty five, two hundred thirty pounds for a goal line back. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. He can catch the ball a little bit too. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't splurge on James Connor. I mean. He'd be like my third, fourth option, though. Like if I had to really, I yeah. mean, I'd be either I'm going for Fournette, Gordon, or the draft, and then I'll so, look at Yeah. Speaking of money, so last year, in 2021, the free agent market. Do you guys want to take a guess at who the highest free agent running back was last year? Not guys that were extended. So take out Chubb, take out Aaron Jones. Guys just switching pure, teams. Guys switching teams. Yes, or signing as a true free agent. Um, it might have been Melvin Gordon. No, he signed two years ago. Oh, two years ago. All right, hit me. What's up, Kenyon Drake? Oh yeah, the Raiders. Wow. Yeah, that regime. That Mike Mayock regime was just handing out contracts. Two two years for eleven million dollars. <laughs> he was he was the highest paid free agent running back. Chris Carson was second, two for ten point four. And then Jamal Williams was third for two for six million, so three million dollars a year. 
I think whether it's Gordon, Fournette, or Connor, I think they're all going to be in that two to three years, probably for six to seven million dollars a year. I don't think any of these guys are going to be breaking the bank or you know crushing teams from a salary cap point of view. Um, and certainly none of these guys are going to come close to the top earners. Or, you know, McCaffrey getting sixteen a year, Kamara and Elliott getting fifteen a year. Like none of these guys are those backs. But I think if you can get like a Gordon for three for 18 or even a Leonard Fournette three for 18, like that six to $7 million range is probably where all these guys belong. I'd agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I, if, if I needed a running back, I think I would with the highest upside, it'd probably be Fournette for me just because of his catching ability now. And he's like 230 pounds of just pure meat. So, I mean, he showed he showed flashes with Tom Brady and carrying that offense for stretches. He had a he's had a nice resurgence. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Do you think so? Last year, the longest contract was two years. Now, part of that was due to COVID. A lot of teams were doing one and two year deals. Do you think any of these guys get longer than a two year deal? No, running back market is such it's so depressed nowadays. It's I mean you can't really. I mean, running back situation is next man up in general. So, I mean, you're not banking on four-year deals for guys, for agents that are 27 years old already. 30-year 30 30 mark is like the dinosaur age. I slightly disagree, only from the standpoint, like, so Gordon isn't getting a three-year deal, right? Like, nobody's locking him down for, or maybe it's a third-year option, but at 28, he's going to be 29 at the start of the season. Maybe... 27 coming off of a well two two bigger seasons um under tom brady but he can't stay healthy that's that that's the cap if you can't you can't stay on the field it's great if you're if you're in playoff mode but a team's not going to pay you three years or give you a long-term deal as a running back if you can't prove that the other thing to remember is that NFL contracts are a little bit of a smokescreen. I talked about this um, last week about Aaron Jones. And I did an Instagram post about it. You know, Aaron Jones signed a four-year, $48 million deal last year. I am predicting next year he will be cut, which means his real contract was somewhere around two for 19. So, you know, yes, it looks good on paper for 48, but they could give Leonard Fournette or I think James Conner like a three for 18, maybe a three for 20 if they're really pushing the market. And then he could be cut after a year or two years just because these contracts aren't guaranteed. And that's probably realistic. So I think you, you'll you probably see guys sign three, four-year deals, but the team will have an out after a year or two. Um, mm-hmm. Did you guys have anything else on the running back market? I do. Uh, I don't know. Maybe oh, you do. Like- Go ahead, Mike. Um, New York Giants came out and what said that him? they would take call. They said that they for Saquon. That's your boy, Saquon. That is my boy. Now, where, where would you like him? Where would you go? Go ahead. Yeah, that's no, no, no. That's a great question, mate. Right? Like, where, where does he go? Yeah, where does he go? And then. Is that maybe telling of things going on? Right? If you're Saquon, well, now Daniel Jones, I think, is really on the hot seat. Are you just going to clean house? Um, I think Saquon is really good in 
in like a Baltimore scheme, right? Like a pass friendly. I don't know if that's where he goes, but but that's 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 the first team that comes to mind. What about you guys? And what's your take say, on it? Uh, I think I've been pounding the bandwagon for uh, Buffalo Bills here for a while of going out and and trading for a top of the line guy, either you know Saquon or maybe if CMC becomes available. But I mean, can you imagine that that offense with just a dynamic running back, take pressure off Josh Allen, so he doesn't have to you know, run for 80 yards a game, throw for 350. Like, you can hand the ball off 15, 20 times a game to a reliable running back. I think if – and you now you got ties between the Giants and the Buffalo Bills with Brian Dable. I mean, I could see a deal being done there, but that's 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 my take. What an interesting spot. One comment on Saquon Barkley. I think he will be the last ever running back taken in the top five. I think teams have just gotten burned. You look at him. Um, who is the guy at Cleveland? Trent Richardson, is that right? Trent, yeah. Running back is just not worthy of a position of being drafted in the top 20 for sure, and I would even go as far to say first round. Um, first round, my, really? I mean, you look at – so who was the best running back last year? I would probably Raji. go – Najee Harris, best rookie running back. He was end of the, the first, first round. round. He was like like what twenty ish? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mid twenties, I, I think. Mean, that's yeah. that's a that's about pushing the limit. Yeah. I mean, I would you, agree you, there. you look at a guy like Jonathan Taylor who had a monster year last year. I still don't think if you don't have the right offensive line, which most of the teams in the bottom of the draft don't have, like you think of your Jets, your Giants. Your Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, those they have such needier positions. You yeah. got to get your franchise left tackle before you draft Saquon Barkley. Um, Fournette. I think Fournette was a top five pick too. Um, I just had him up. He was. He was like fourth or something there. like that, fourth overall. Yeah, I just I don't see teams doing that anymore. At least they shouldn't. They're all. I mean, yeah, yeah. Always be a team we keep saying this, and we have like they, teams keep surprising us. You know. Okay, so Saquon getting traded. I mean, I guess it depends on what the Giants are willing to take. But last year he had he played in 13 games. He ran for 593 yards and only had two touchdowns. Now, the Giants are awful. If he can get back to pre-injury where he – His rookie year. <laughs> yeah, 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns. Even his second year he ran for 1,000 and six touchdowns. But – He's only 25. He's got cap hits of $10 million this year and $7 million next year. So it's not super expensive. I think if a team if, if the Giants are willing to take a second round pick for him, the problem is they drafted him first first second round, overall. second overall. So are you are they gonna have over Josh Allen? Are they gonna have a low enough ego to admit they made a mistake? And take a second or a third round pick for him. It's a new regime. Gettleman's gone. He's the guy with the ego. So I mean, you could, I could see them swallowing the pride on that because the guy's gone. The whole regime's gone. I think if they I don't take, think they'll a, have to. You think someone will get a Alex. first round pick? Mm-hmm. No chance. It's it's Saquon Barkley. Look at his rookie numbers. I think I think he was he was that was hurt. four years ago, bro. Yeah, Mike. That was four years ago. Yeah, sure. Totally fine. 
he i mean i mean he's he's a freak talent adrian peterson being a freak at his position i saquon is certainly in that discussion um adrian peterson had years and years of reliability and then had got injured and then came back and put up 2000 saquon, saquon took 500 yards and he hasn't played a full season since his rookie year Mm-hmm. He's yeah, he's injured and there's lack of production. I mean, he looks great in Instagram posts and viral videos working out. Um, and Penn State had great tape with him, but I mean, I'm not giving up the 15th overall pick for Saquon Barkley. All facts. Mm-hmm. Everything that you guys are saying are facts. Uh, he's he's one of, if not the best running back in the NFL, just against. Running behind an awful line with you need to throwing the football. Stop watching him squat 500 pounds and start watching yeah. tape. Yeah, we, we gotta get you an all 22 uh <laughs> pass here, man. When, <laughs> when, and if Saquon Barkley gets traded and the and the stock starts rising, I'll let um, I'll gladly let you draft him again in fantasy if that's what perfect. you really want to do. Perfect, yeah, you can miss the playoffs again. <laughs> Okay, so it's here. Noted. Well, okay, you have him going for a first round pick. What team's going to do that? Yeah, I. What, I, I mean, I haven't. I don't know what the what the price tag is for him. Um, that's I I I leave that to to the to the big minded agents like yourself. Um, Alex, make it work. I think Baltimore is the fit. I would only do a first-round pick if I'm back in first round, like 28th, 29th, 30th, like Buffalo. But if I'm like, you know, Cleveland or not, they're not, I mean, they have Nick Chubb, but, you know, a team like in the middle of the pack, like I'm not giving a first-round pick when I can get like a Jamison Williams or like a game-changing defensive end in this draft, like, or, you know, like a Derek Stingley. Like if I'm the Jets, I'm not giving up Derek Stingley uh, potential for Saquon Barkley at 10. Not happening. No. no. Yeah, Baltimore picks 14th overall. I and they have can't. J.K. Dobbins coming back. And Gus Edwards. Like, they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the bottom half of the first round, New England ain't doing it. Vegas has their two guys. Arizona, I guess it'll depend on what Connor does. I still don't see them giving up their first-round pick. Dallas has Zeke and Pollard. Miami has 29th. Will Miami do it? Maybe they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I agree. Um, Kansas City's not going to do it. Cincinnati's not going to do it. Detroit at 32. Again, they have so many other problems. You got Swift and Jamal Williams. Tampa. Shouldn't. Tennessee's not going to do it. Green Bay's not going to do it. Tampa would be intriguing. They're going to have to draft, half have to draft a quarterback. Is, half their team is like unrestricted free agents, so you have no idea what they're going to look like right now. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get a first for him. And uh, Ali Marpet just retired, so, I mean, that's a big loss too. So you're looking at Godwin, Marpet, and Tom Brady now potentially all gone from the, from Tampa. Ed Gronk maybe, and O.J. Howard's a free agent. So a lot of questions in Tampa. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's move on to wide receivers. Or do you have something else with running backs, Mike? Nope. Nope. Just wanted you guys to take. Nope. Okay. 
Interesting. Maybe, I mean, this league never surprises me on some of these moves that teams will be willing to make. So you could end up being right, but I just, I think that would be a questionable decision at best. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. This class of wide receivers has some guys that are going to get paid. Um, But let's look back at 2021 because what a terrible market for wide receivers and some guys got paid that probably should not have. The winner by far was Kenny Galladay, who I, I didn't think had a great tenure in Detroit, but he did enough to get a four-year, $72 million deal, $40 million of that guaranteed. He had 37 catches for 521 yards and zero touchdowns last year. Zero. Some expensive receptions. <laughs> yes. I saw, I saw a meme on, on the line the other day. It was like, Kenny Galladay got paid more than the, collectively the, than the entire WNBA to score zero touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a lot of guys in professional sports that could say that about the WNBA league. I mean, that's true, but 19 million last year is a pretty hefty price tag for zero production. Well, then you look. I saw a tweet. I think it, they combined him and Tony's numbers, and they combined for zero touchdowns. Uh, the... Yeah, I think Darius Tony Haley played like yeah, he missed like half the year, and then yeah. he was banged up and. Daniel Jones and that offensive line. I mean, enough Terrible. said. Yeah. The second high earner last year was Corey Davis, who I was high on. The problem is, as an agent, like I get you want your players to make as much money as possible. But as, right. a, as a wide receiver, you have to go somewhere with a quarterback. Corey Davis signed three for 37 and a half with the New York Jets, 27 million guaranteed. But he had 34 catches for 490 yards and four touchdowns. Now, given everything that the New York Jets went through with Wilson and other guys who played quarterback last year, that's actually probably really good. And I think Corey Davis has a lot of talent. The problem with Corey Davis, though, is in two years when you're a free agent again, if you only get 500 yards and four touchdowns a year, you're not going to get that money again. And you're a young guy. You should be thinking two contracts ahead. And if you go to a place like the Jets, the Giants, these places without a quarterback, you're just – you're killing your career. Mm-hmm. It would be worth taking $5 million less to go play for a team with a real quarterback. And then you can sign that second big contract. Just my pontification there. The third biggest uh, earner was Curtis Samuel. Remember that name? He went Washington. to Carolina for three for, or Washington, excuse me, from Carolina. Three for 34 and a half, 23 million guaranteed. He had six catches for 27 yards and zero touchdowns. Now, he was hurt. He's hurt, yeah. Him and Scary Terry are like best friends, though. Uh, And then Nelson Aguilar had two for 22, 16 million guaranteed. So, rough, rough market last year for wide receivers. Um, And some questionable contracts from teams in New York. Well, not the Corey Davis contract, but. Again, like if you're the Jets, why are you bringing in a big name wide receiver? You have so many other question marks on that roster. But all right. let's talk about um, the 2022 free agent class. There are some names here Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams, Will Fuller, Jamison Crowder from said Jets, Juju Smith Schuster, Mike Williams, 
um, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, Odell, DJ Chark, Michael Gallup, and then you, I threw in uh, MVS. Did you say Christian Kirk too? Yep, I did. So all of those guys, other than AJ Green, they're all under 30. And Devontae Adams is the only guy who's 29. So these guys are all 25. Oh, and OBJ is 29. All these guys are between 25 and 28 years old. Let's start with Robinson because he's an interesting case. He got franchise tagged by the Bears last year. He's getting paid. He got paid $18 million last year. He took a giant step back. Now, again, Chicago had problems with the quarterback position, the combination of Dalton, Fields, and Foles. Not exactly what you're looking for. But he was kind of wide receiver, too, behind Mooney. What What do you think the market is on Allen Robinson? I'll let you go first, Mike. Um, he, I, I mean, the market's there for him. I think. I think his future in Chicago is very uncertain. Uh, he won't. And when be a I bear. say very uncertain, yeah. yeah, he won't be a bear this coming season. Oh man, in terms of fit, I, I honestly have no idea. Right? Like, there's turmoil in Cleveland, so he could in Cleveland. Um, but. Regardless, I think he gets paid. And I think a spot there to land, uh, whether that's Cleveland, uh, Philly's another one that comes to mind. But yeah. I don't think it's Chicago, but I think I think he finds a spot and I think he does get paid. Okay, so here's the here's the top earners at the wide receiver position, and I want to know what you mean by he's gonna get paid. So Hopkins mm-hmm. sets the pace at 27.2 average annual value. Julio Jones is at 22 million. Keenan Allen's at 20. Amari Cooper's at 20. Michael Thomas, 19.2. Galladay at 18. And Tyreek Hill at 18. Does Allen Robinson make more than any of those guys? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I don't either. Um, honestly, I could see him going. This might be a slap in the face to Allen Robinson. I could see him doing something similar to what AJ Green did coming off his franchise tag and signing like a one year deal for eight to ten million dollars a year. That's what I was gonna say. One year ten million prove a deal. Yep. He's still he's young, young enough. enough to do it. Yeah, he's only twenty eight. And then if you go back and you do what you did in twenty in twenty twenty and you have twelve hundred yards and ten touchdowns, then you get that fifteen to twenty million dollar deal with a team that wants you. Um. Yeah, I think. I think that's probably where he's going to end up. That's what I would offer him if I was a general manager. So, question. Um. um yeah. Do we think he up? Like, there was definitely talent when he. Bill and when he got traded to Chicago, he kind of felt like we were expecting something, and then we never got it. He never came. Well, his best year was Do, in Chicago. It wasn't in Jacksonville? I think he had like 15 oh. touchdowns in Jacksonville. I thought he had like a monster year. Well, maybe from a yardage standpoint. Here, I'll pull it up. I Yeah, I, I thought he had, he a had great, his best He had a great years. 2020 season with Chicago. He had one great um, year with Blake Bortles, and then that was it. 
Okay, so you guys are right. His best year was his second year in the league. He had 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns. Yeah, um, that was in Jacksonville. But then when he went to the Bears, that was in Jacksonville. In 2020 with the Bears was his second best season. He had 1,200 yards and six touchdowns, which okay. is why he got the tag. Um, the year before that, he had 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. So in those two years with the Bears, he had 100 catches a year, 1,100 plus yards, and six plus touchdowns. Those are, I mean, sub. That's low end. That, those are with one Mitch numbers. Trubisky at quarterback. That's with Mitch Trubisky throwing you the football. I so think Allen Robinson. Go ahead, Mike. My my question is, with with some of Allen Robinson's, do we think that those struggles are more a product of Chicago Bears and the system that he plays in? Allen Robinson maybe losing some tread on his tires. I think number one was clearly the quarterback position. Like Andy Dalton was not going to get the job done and Justin Fields may be the guy, but he is not the guy yet. Um, plus I think, I think that uh, Nagy is not a great coach. So I, I think scheme was probably also part of it. Um, that same token, though, I think motivation was a problem for him last year. If you remember when he got tagged, he wasn't going to sign the tag. He was going to hold out. Um, and then once they drafted Justin Fields, he kind of changed his tune and showed up to camp on time and all that good stuff. But as a, another franchise, I think that would lead to some question marks, too. Like if we bring in Allen Robinson and this year gets off to a rocky start, like how motivated is he going to be to get back to this production that he had two years ago i don't know and i'm just speculating i don't know if that was the case but that's what it feels like from an outsider's perspective Meatloaf. i would just add that i think alan robinson's probably the one guy on this list that needs to think about fit versus money at this point like if yes. he got with a guy like if because arizona's losing you know i think they're losing aj green and kirk potentially like if you could go to Arizona with Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, put up a thousand yards, eight touchdowns. He's as a springboard. Yep. Um, I think he needs to, if he goes to the jets, he might be out of the league when he's 30. So, I mean, he needs to really think about fit versus money at this point. He would be an excellent fit. I think across from Keenan Allen and LA. You think so? I think they need more of a speed guy, but cause I think, Keenan Allen's more a possession slot guy at this point in his career. And then, I mean, would you would you take would you lose Mike Williams to get Allen Robinson? I don't think LA is going to re-sign Mike Williams. I think his value. I don't, think, is I don't be, think so either. But that's a hard I think sell. His, I think his value is going to be too high. Now, I agree the one there. The, the one thing the Chargers have going for him is they got money to spend. They're like seventy million dollars below the cap. So if they want to re-sign Mike Williams, they certainly can. Um. It'll just be interesting to see. I just think Mike Williams' market's going to explode. I think so, um, too. Okay, so let's take Devontae Adams out of it because I think we're all pretty much in agreement that he's going to be the highest-paid wide receiver, assuming that he doesn't get franchise-tagged, yeah. uh, which is a very real possibility. So of these other guys, who's going to be the highest-paid guy, and where do you think he's going to go? Godwin? Juju, 
Mike Williams, Kirk, or OBJ? Of those guys, who do you think is going to be the highest paid wide receiver? I think it's Godwin. Coming off an ACL. Yeah, I think it's still Godwin. OBJ is coming off an ACL too. So I think take them out of it. And then like the biggest threat would probably be Mike Williams. But he can't say he just can't stay healthy every year. So I mean, they all have health and health concerns. But if I'm a GM, uh, I would be offering Godwin the biggest deal for sure. My my favorite fit for Godwin is either the Colts or if he can get to Vegas. Because uh, Derek Carr could benefit from a wide receiver one. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing about Mike Williams in Vegas. Vegas. I think Mike Vegas Williams... is that big X receiver because they got Renfro, they got Waller, they got guys that can move in the middle. So I could see Godwin not being a fit there, I guess, too, at the same time. But Godwin could play all positions at the wide receiver position. So I think if Godwin hadn't tore his ACL and he tore it late in December, yeah. Um, He's he's he would have made over twenty million dollars this year for I sure. I think he'd yep. been in that you, twenty to twenty two range. Do you think he um, hits twenty or what do you think his market is? I think Godwin's gonna be in the sixteen, seventeen range now. If he wants to sign a long term deal, him and his agent might say, Look, like we gotta prove to the league that we're gonna come back. He's only twenty six. He's got plenty of time. Exactly. Um the other problem for Godwin. What about New England? Do you think that New England might pounce on a wide receivers on this market? I don't think they have much money, though. They don't have much money. They don't like to spend. And if they do spend, they like to do it on tight ends. Yeah. Um, they spent all their money last, last offseason on Hunter Henry and Janu and the defense and Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, for sure. Mike, do you have any thoughts before you have to actually go to work? Um, no, I, I mean, great discussion today. I think, I, I think God, an expensive ACL tear, um, Pete Locker, you like Mike Williams and Godwin, right? Like I think of the list, those are the top two, in my opinion, interchangeable. I think I give a slight edge to Mike Williams only from the standpoint that coming off of an ACL tear, a recent ACL tear that was late in a season. Um, so I give a slight edge to Mike Williams, but yeah, there are question marks surrounding both. If I'm building a team, um, no, just, just, just given every discussion, given how wide receivers come back and bounce back from ACL tears today versus years ago. Um, he's that guy. I think Godwin's that guy. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, what do you think the market for Juju Smith Schuster is? Um, he signed think... a one year, $8 million deal last year to stay with Pittsburgh, which I thought was low for him given what his 2020 season looked like. 2021 didn't do him a lot of favors hitting the open market. Now I don't think he's back in Pittsburgh. Whispers were last year was KC. KC would be interesting. I I think KC gets either one of Juju or Odell. 
would I think either goes to KC or stays in LA. But I think I think KC is looking for a wide receiver to upgrade across from Tyreek and Kelsey because you got Hardman, but he's not really progressing a whole lot. He's not developing as as much as they would like. So I think they might be interested in in just going all in on offense. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Um, they wanted Juju last year. Juju in the slot with Tyreek and Kelsey. That's borderline unstoppable. So, Yeah, he's also coming off an injury. He only had 15 catches last year for 129 yards. Yeah. He's, I think it's a one-year prove-it deal for Juju, though. He's only 25. Exactly, but, I mean, he he – benefited off of Antonio Brown for a couple of seasons, and then he's kind of been the supposed wide receiver one. I think Deontay took over that mantle now, but I mean, he really hasn't gotten it done as the guy. So, I think, we'll I think, like you said with Robinson, it's extremely important for him to find the right fit. I agree that he needs to go to a team with a true number one. Like, I would not want to see him go to, like, Indianapolis and try and be the one. I think I he's... I see him come to Green Bay, honestly. Green Bay, I think Green Bay was in on Juju for a little while there last year. That would be a good fit because then you can leave Lazard kind of as your third guy. Um, yep. The problem is you if that's going to work, you got to bring Devontae back. Yeah, like if the, I think if, if Devontae's gone, not the time to bring in Juju. No, I think I this is me hypothetically just assuming that Rodgers and Devontae are back. I think if you bring both of those guys back, though, you can't just run it back because if you do the same thing, over and over again, that's just insanity. So if you, you need to add a legitimate wide receiver too, I think Juju would be a good one-year deal, prove a guy, bring him in, see what he can do. He's got to be better than Lazard and Amari Rogers and Equinemia St. Brown. And, yeah, St. Brown's a free agent too. Um, another interesting fit for Juju would be Arizona. Oh, uh, yeah. Arizona, Arizona's only got Hopkins pretty much, and they're going to have to you know, retool at the wide receiver core, so. Yeah, and and you gotta gotta give Kyler weapons. Um, yeah, that would be an interesting fit. AJ Green is he done? Thirty thirty three. Is he's done being the AJ Green we've all known to come and love? I mean, he's kind of just a guy, I think now he's a big bodied receiver still, which is nice in the red zone. But I'm not, I'm not paying him to be the guy. He signed a one year six million dollar deal last year with the Cardinals. I don't think he gets that again. I think if he wants to keep playing, it's probably going to be like one for four, one for three, yeah, something in that range. Yeah. Uh, I looked at a list of teams that I think could really use wide receivers. And, I mean, I guess every team in the league could use wide receivers because that's the way the game's, the game's going. But, I mean, I got Atlanta is a big need. Cleveland's a huge need. Arizona has no receivers besides DeAndre. Uh, the Pats are struggling. Chicago needs someone besides Darnell Mooney. Um, and then you got like the juggernauts in like Green Bay, Kansas City that could always use some wide receiver two help. Um, we'll see how uh, the Rams come back with Robert Woods coming off the injury, Odell injured, all they have is Cooper Cup. So a lot of teams, a lot of situations. I think the biggest team that you left off there is San Francisco. San um, yeah, I mean, I think you have Debo. You got which is, first round pick. Yeah, uh, he's coming off an injury too, right? Um, 
You got Kittle. I mean, you got options. I know, but I think since they're going to move to Trey Lance, I think they're going to become much more of a true passing. You don't spend the draft capital that they did without letting Lance chuck the ball around, and he's got a huge arm. Um, I think they could benefit from a true – like, you know who would be a good fit over there? Depending on the price would be a guy like DJ Chark. Now, again, Chark's coming off an injury too, but like a 6'4", big body, wide receiver – because yeah, Ayuk is like a big catch radius. Yeah, Ayuk's kind of the same type of player as like Debo Samuel, right? Speedy guy, you know, a lot of lateral movement. They could benefit from like a big body wide receiver um, who can, you know, big catch radius. Because the other thing is Lance is going to make some bad throws. So his wide receivers are going to have to help him out a little bit. So um, that's kind of where I would go. You know, Younger guys on this list, I've just brought up Chark. Michael Gallup is interesting. I don't know if he'll be back in Dallas. I think I don't think I Dallas it. wants to see him go, but they've spent so much money on some of the other guys that are there, Cooper, Elliott, Prescott. He's an interesting guy um, who could be a good wide receiver too with a lot of different teams. And he's only 26. Yeah. I like Miami maybe for for Gallup because they got, they got Jalen Waddell and Devontae Parker, but I mean – if you can get Gallup on like a one-year prove-it deal, like a one-year five to eight million dollar range, that might be a little nice uh, project for them. Uh, give Tua some options. Hopefully, they catch lightning in a bottle there and make the playoffs. But yeah, and then you got Will Fuller, who never stays healthy. A, never stays healthy, and he got busted for PEDs, PEDs. didn't he? Yeah, because he had some good years in Houston, but you wonder how much of that was. Versus the other stuff. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, the one name that we haven't talked about yet is Adams. Gut feeling on March 2nd, we got the cap closes six days or the franchise tag deadline closes on March 8th. So six days from today. Does Adams get tagged or does he sign an extension? And if he signs an ex or if he signs a new deal, is he in Green Bay? I think he gets tagged at this point with the intention of signing him to a longer-term deal throughout the summer. Because I think they have to, like, mid-July to actually sign him if they tag him. So I think they're just going to keep their window open, but they're going to tag him to keep him. I can't see them not tagging him and not signing him and just letting him walk and get, like, a third-round comp pick. Like, that's insane. So I think you tag him at this point. I think if the tag is only, like, 25-ish mil, 27 mil. It's 20. 20. So, I mean, you're saving almost 10 million. I think he wants 30 million a year. So you're saving 10 million right there to retool your team in free agency in the draft and to figure it out in July. And they don't have a ton of cap space this year. If the rumors are true about the extensions of Rogers, they, I don't think they can afford to give him 30 million a year. I, I've always been of the opinion that Rogers is not going to be back. And while I'm, while I'm wavering on that, because the Packers seem to be making the room for him, because you and I were texting on the side, like the Packers are making a lot of cap moves, cap moves that I didn't think they were going to make. For example, Aaron Jones just re-signed last year. They've already moved his money around. Bakhtiari, yeah. they've already restructured. Like if they just, if, if Rodgers was going to be gone, you save his $25 million base salary, you're only about, that would have been about $23 million over the cap from that point. 
you can do that with Preston Smith, Sedarius Smith. Um, yeah. You extend Jair Alexander. There's a lot of ways to save 20 million. The fact that they're doing things with Bakhtiari and Jones, Kenny Clark, makes me think they're making a run at Rodgers. If if Rodgers is back, Adams is back. That's guaranteed. Yeah, they're a package deal. But if Rodgers is gone, I think they tag and trade Adams. And then Adams yeah. can go. He, You called it earlier in last season. It's now come out and been on Twitter that, you know, Vegas, he wants to kind of hook back up with Derek Carr. They were teammates at Fresno State, I believe. Yep. Um, that would probably be a good fit. And if the Packers can tag and trade him and you get a first-round pick for him, great. You know, I I don't think it makes sense to re-sign Devontae Adams if Aaron Rodgers is not quarterback. I would agree. Yeah, Green Bay, they're really coming down to the wire here on the decisions they've got to make between these two guys. Because uh, Rodgers come on and said that he's going to make his decision kind of in March here pretty soon to coincide with Adams. So I think like they're a package deal to either both come back to Green Bay, but I don't think they are a package deal to go elsewhere. So I could see Aaron Rodgers going to Denver and Devontae going to Las Vegas or like Miami or wherever he wants to go. But I don't like I can't see the other team just forking over the draft capital requirement and also seventy million dollars in cap hit. Like that's astronomical fees for one team to absorb in one offseason. Agreed. So, I think uh, my gut says at this point, even though I'm against Rodgers coming back, Rodgers probably comes back with Adams. They they, they run it back for you know one year, two years. Um, yeah, I think that's the direction it's probably heading. It's just interesting, you know. I I can tell you that Adams does not want to get tagged. He's 29. He'll be 30 next year when he's potentially going to try and sign a deal. Like I don't think wants, anyone wants to get a tag. <laughs> no, that's a that's a really good point. The players hate the franchise tag. Yeah. Agents a, agents hate it more because when your player gets tagged, you make less money. They cut your commission. Oh, uh, really? well, it's an incentive to not accept the tag, but that's the dumbest thing ever because no player wants it. So, you know, yeah. I don't know why they punish the agent. It's the team that's doing it. But yeah, the I think what will happen in the next six days is Adams will get tagged. It, if if nothing else, it at least they, he locks it locks him into Green Bay, and you have until was it July fifteenth or whatever to extend him. Yep. Um. So I would fully expect Adams to get tagged, and whether they can work out a long term deal or not, I guess they'll figure that out. What do you think his value is? So Hopkins is at twenty seven point two. Do you think he gets to thirty? Do you think he resets the market that high? Yeah, I think I think he did. I think. He... I don't think it's a 30, but I think he tops Hopkins. So I can see anywhere from 28 to 30, which, I mean, you're, you're – yes. So, he, I mean, that's that's where I think he's at. You're not getting less than a Hopkins. I mean, he's, he's got the production. He's got the longevity of it. He's not injured ever. Um, he, he can realistically say he is the best wide receiver or claim to be the best wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean – there, you're you're not going to be able to talk him down off that pedestal of being the the number one wide receiver that's paid in the league. So, I fully I agree. He tops Hopkins, it, it, but if he went up to thirty, that would be over a ten percent increase over Hopkins. That's high. 
what's interesting too is that Hopkins is going to be a free agent next year. You could see Hopkins re-upping Adams next year. God, that's a scary contract. That Hopkins, I'm not a Hopkins guy, and Hopkins is more of a possession receiver. And he gets injured a lot. Um, you know, he's not. He doesn't really have. He he could be like Keenan Allen in like two years from now. So just a possession slot guy. Like that's what scares me. You're gonna pay you know a Keenan Allen type thirty one billion dollars a year in his thirties. I mean, I wouldn't, but that doesn't mean exactly. a team. It doesn't mean a team wouldn't. Exactly. I know. I'm just you're you're playing with fire, and at that point, yeah. But I I think that's also a realistic scenario that we could see where Adams tops him this year, and then Hopkins resigns next year. I I could see Hopkins resetting the market again. Uh, yeah, I could see that too. All right. Anything else on the wide receivers? Uh, no. Uh, the guy I have highlighted here is. Christian Kirk, I can see him getting upwards of like three for 30, four for 40 mm. type deal. Like nice slot receiver. He's got, he's got young legs still. Um, I think he could do a little damage in the free agent market. So yeah, I think um, he can get at least 10 million a year. And he, I mean, on my list, he's like number eight. So that's just tells you how deep uh, free agent class is this year. I mean, think about some of these guys. Think of like your Michael Gallup's, your. Uh, your Allen Robinsons, your even like Will Fuller or Jamison Crowder, um, like those guys would probably be three for forty last year. Yeah. And this year, you're probably your second tier of free agent wide receivers. Yeah. This is a really deep free agent class. This is a good year if you need a wide receiver to be looking for one. I think, thing get, I, want, I think you get some value. The other thing I want to touch on is what are your thoughts on the potential Calvin Ridley situation in Atlanta? Yeah, I haven't heard. Is he going to come back, or does he want out of Atlanta? He, I, I think he. I think uh, reports are he wants out, wants to get traded. I don't so know. That's another prime elite wide receiver that could be available via trade. So game changer for yeah. sure. I don't know where his mental space is. Because I I don't know the background of why he left last year. I know it was due to mental health reasons. Part of me being optimistic is he's pulling a – I know you're an NBA guy, but hopefully he's pulling a Ben Simmons uh, mental health thing and uh, just wants out of Atlanta because what a dumpster fire down there. You know, it is a dumpster fire, but from the wide receiver position, a great spot to be. Your team's always going to be losing – they're always going to be. They're always going to be throwing. Hey, you um, want to keep losing? Yeah, great. That's cool. I'm just talking from a personal finance and statistics standpoint. I like, look so. at what Kyle Pitts was able to do. You throw Kyle Ridley out there as well, or uh, Calvin Ridley Calvin, out there as well. Yeah. Like, you're going to get your thousand yards and double digit touchdowns. Um, I guess the players want to win. I get it, you and you probably and you probably want to go with a younger quarterback who's got a bigger upside than Matt Ryan. I, I get not wanting to be there. I just think you're – if he – again, I don't know the mental health background of it, but if he did sit out just to kind of hold out or hold in or whatever you want to call it to try and get out of Atlanta, I don't know if that's the right move from his personal standpoint, from a financial standpoint. I think the market – if he would have continued to play out his deal, the market for Calvin Ridley, a healthy Calvin Ridley is probably – 
I'd probably have him second in this list behind Devontae. Exactly behind behind Devontae. He'd be second, yes. But now the fact that teams have to wonder about is he gonna do the same thing? If it is personal choice, if it's not, is he gonna stay on the field? Like where is his mental health now? There's just a lot of question marks around that that would concern me. But I mean the guy's uber talented and I think he would be the second best wide receiver in this free agent class. I'd agree. So, interesting. I, I think if Atlanta wants to trade him, I think you'd get multiple picks for him. Maybe a first. How high, and a, how high do you think first? I think you'd get a first for him. Maybe a first and a fifth, or a first and a fourth. Something like that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd say like a late one, early two type scenario for for Calvin Ridley. Like I, I, I feel like one of these. Uh, teams that just had a rookie quarterback your Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson's your Justin Fields those are the teams that I would be looking for to try and make a move to get an established wide receiver to help out their 22 year old quarterbacks like that's that's where I would go if I was a GM Vegas Vegas yeah um, yeah Vegas would be nice or if you imagine Herbert getting Ridley like Keenan and Ridley Eckler. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Especially if Mike Williams walks Indianapolis, you talked about that. Um, the problem with Indianapolis is they don't have a first round pick this year. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Well, there'll be plenty to talk about in the coming weeks here. Um, this was good. I think next time we'll do offensive linemen and tight ends, maybe throw defensive line in there too, if we got plenty of time. Um, but we'll try and hit this before, before March 16th in the league year kicks. So that's only two years or two weeks from today. Coming by quick. The NFL never sleeps. Sounds good, buddy. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Um, For those of you listening, follow us on – follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Impact Sports Football. I got my sub stack up and running again. Finally released my article. I've been talking about that for like two months. Finally got articles going back up there. Um, I'm going to try and do that on a couple times a week. So – uh, check out the Substack page, Impact Sports Management there as well. And we'll talk to you all next week. Later. Back for me.